I'm Maria Ramsey. And I'm Anna Barnard, and you are listening to Never Wear Boring Socks. Last week, we talked about how wellness can promote creativity. And this week, we are talking about how we can be creative with our wellness practices. But before we get into that, Maria, what socks are you wearing today? I'm wearing a pair of very functional socks. They're kind of light brownish. They have very padded bottoms, and there's definitely some arch ribbing going on. And some, like, nice, solid ribbing around the top, too, so they don't fall down. And I got these socks. They're fairly new. I got them before I went to my permaculture design course this spring, which I mentioned at the end of last season I was going to do. I got them before I went to that and before I started working on an herb farm this summer. So I chose these socks today because I... I've been trying a lot of new things this summer so far. That's kind of been a theme for me is trying new things. And I feel like these socks kind of represent that because I did not have any suitable socks for these activities because it was something I had never done before. So I had to go out and buy socks. I could have worn other socks, but my feet probably would have been blistery and uncomfortable. So. So that's the story with my socks today, my farming socks. Very nice. I like it. What about you, Anna? I'm wearing a pair of knee-high socks. They are gray, and they have neon yellow and teal polka dots. They are featured Exciting. on our new photos. Oh, yes, I remember those mm-hmm. from our photo shoot. Yes, yeah, so you can, Fancy. you can go see them. On our website. They're so nice. Or on our Instagram. Yeah. Um, The reason why I chose these socks is because I just really like how bright they are. They feel very summery to me because of that. And I want to do some more summery things in the coming month before I go back to school. So it's kind of my my anticipation for exciting things to come in August, I guess. Hopefully. Very nice. Hopefully exciting things. Yes. I'm sure they'll have some exciting things. I, I think so. I think, I, think, I think we'll make it happen. I've got a little bucket list that I'm trying to tick some things off. Sounds good. So, This week, like we said, we're talking about how we can be creative with our wellness routines. Um, And so I just kind of wanted to ask you, Maria, why you think this is an important topic that we should discuss. And if it if it kind of if you've found any benefits from being creative with your wellness. Well, I definitely do think it's an important topic for us to discuss. And one of the reasons I think that is because 
A lot of times I think we tend to get sort of dogmatic with our approaches to health and wellness. Like, I don't know, for example, like this food is bad and I'm never going to eat it and it's terrible and I'm a bad person if I eat it. And then you start to get like judgmental about it and you're just really focusing on following these certain rules for your health and wellness. And I really think that, like, yes, using some of those things as a guideline is useful, but if you get too far into the dogmatic side of things, it can actually be doing more harm than good because it's adding stress to your life and you might not be listening to the cues from your body that it's time to change something. Like maybe in the past you felt the best if you were avoiding a certain food, but now you would feel better if you ate it or something along those lines. So I think thinking about creativity in our wellness routines really encourages us to question the things that we're doing and make sure that they're actually serving us in this moment and that we're not just getting caught up in rules or what we think we should be doing. Yeah, for sure. No, I completely agree with you. I like how you use the term dogmatic because I think that's definitely like where we get into trouble. And one of the things that I wanted to talk about with this is the idea that we shouldn't just adhere to one standard of wellness or what what is generally accepted and what what we think we're supposed to be doing i think there's this should aspect often attached to wellness and health like we should yeah, be definitely. doing this yeah and so i think being creative with it allows us to look for other possibilities and have an open mind with what is really going to help us be well um mm-hmm. and this is something we talked a little bit about in our first episode of season two, but we really believe that wellness is not one size fits all. Everyone's bodies are so different. And so for one, it's just important to be creative in the sense that as human beings, we can all practice a diverse spectrum of, of different wellness practices amongst each other. And over time, too. Yes, definitely. Because you're, like, related to what I was saying earlier, your body could respond differently to the same things as the season change, as you get older, as other things happen in your life. Mm-hmm. So I think creativity really encourages us to, like I said before, kind of question what we're doing and not just stick to a thing yeah that we should do well and because wellness isn't one size fits all we a lot of it has to do with self-knowledge i think and so we kind of need to be experimental and creative when finding out what works for us because wellness is so individual so i think Mm -hmm. automatically we should kind of having some kind of creative lens through which we're looking at our wellness routines in order to find what's best for us because I think that can be a really enjoyable thing to do too to experiment and and see really tune into our bodies and see what we need Mm -hmm. I also think looking at wellness through a creative lens really encourages us to take a more holistic approach 
because we talked about this a little bit in episode 35 too, but it's not just about what you're eating and how you're exercising. Yes, those are aspects of your wellness, but there's all sorts of other things that you may be doing or not doing that are somehow contributing to the state of your well-being. So things like creative work, like we talked about in our last episode, can play into wellness or even things that you wouldn't normally associate with like wellness wellness like how your space feels that you're living in or things like that right yeah well that are kind of outside the normal bounds normal quote exactly yeah i think that's a really good point because i think we often narrow health and wellness down into certain categories and we're like this is what we need to focus on in order to be well but wellness can encompass so many parts of our lives and so i think having a creative lens allows us to say oh this is something that makes me feel good therefore it contributes to my wellness or this doesn't make me feel good even if it's not something that you normally associate with wellness um it can allow us to be more accepting of of what we need and and more adaptive to that yeah so this is making me wonder anna is there anything that's coming to mind for you that you feel like plays into your wellness that might not normally fall under the umbrella of wellness Mm. if you were had a more narrow view of it well one thing that initially comes to mind is just my attitude about things if that makes Mm -hmm. sense um i think a lot of the times we think that wellness is something we need to be actively doing to ourselves or doing with our bodies um but i find that my outlook on things can extremely affect how i'm feeling throughout the day um and especially that goes along with if you're approaching a stressful situation um there's ways to promote wellness going into that and some of that is just training your brain to be accepting of what's going to come um being accepting of change and i think people don't really consider just your outlook to be something that really impacts your wellness Mm -hmm. um But also, I think one thing that's really important, too, for me is making enough time for myself and having a balance between time I spend with people and time I spend with just myself. Um, I've been spending. That's important. Yeah, I've been spending a lot of time alone this summer working on projects. And this past weekend, I spent more time with people than I usually do, which was really fun. Um, But then yesterday, I was like really irritable because i because i wasn't used to it um yeah that's and i can relate to that. yeah yeah there's sometimes i just get way too overstimulated and then i get mm-hmm. all crabby and then people are like what is going on with you and then i need yeah. to take a break and that's totally part of <laughs> taking care of yourself is just allowing yourself to have the time that you need to reset and so I, a lot of it is just really tuning into yourself but i I think sometimes I just really get hung up on what I should be eating and how much I should be exercising. 
But when I stop worrying about those things, I feel much more well than if I'm actively just focusing on those too much. I've just Mm -hmm. noticed that if I really prioritize my outlook and how I'm approaching things, that is really a big defining factor of how I'm feeling. I like that you brought that up because I feel like kind of our society as a whole is very focused on doing more so than being or like the way that we approach situations, the kind of state of mind that we approach things with. It's all about like adding more activities and things that we need to be doing, which I think like that definitely shows up in health and wellness. Like you need to be doing this exercise plus this meditation practice plus this food plus you need to do this every morning and drink this every night and whatever instead of kind of taking a step back and like you said tuning in and listening to what you need right now and just like rethinking your mindset and how you're approaching things i know well and it's so difficult too it doesn't sound that hard but some things i have just had such a hard time with like One thing that I've really overanalyzed the past few years is how much sleep I've gotten because Mm. in high school I didn't really get a lot of sleep and then my parents would be really concerned about how much sleep I was getting so then I became really concerned about it. Um, And so then um, when I went to college I would get really wrapped up if I like didn't get enough sleep and I'd be all worried about it and I'd be like I have to get to sleep at this time but it's like if you just get as much sleep as you can and just try to get a good amount of sleep, but accept that some nights are going to be less and some nights are going to be more and just kind of roll with that more and really trust your body to do what it needs to do. I think that's going to kind of overcompensate for the time you're spending worrying about how much sleep you're getting because that's detracting from how well you're feeling, even though you're trying to do something that's going to make your body well. If that makes sense. Yeah, it's counterproductive. Yeah, exactly. And that particular example is especially counterproductive because worrying literally makes it harder to sleep. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So I've, yeah, I've I found a good point. the way that I approach things completely determines how I'm feeling and how I can maximize wellness. Because if you're forcing things, if you're not enjoying the practices that you're using to be well, if you don't think you need them, if you don't think they're helping, then they probably aren't. So Mm -hmm. that's, I think where we need to be creative because I think we always need to be listening to our bodies and our bodies are always changing. And so are our minds. And so that's why being creative with our wellness practices is really important because the same thing isn't always going to work. Yeah. But I think the energy and the intention behind what you're doing definitely does make an impact on how beneficial it is, too. So if you're eating this kale smoothie that's supposed to be so nutritious, but you think it's disgusting and it makes you mad every time you drink it. Not helpful. Like, maybe you're getting some nutrition from it, but also... Like, you have so much negative emotion associated with it that how much benefit are you really getting from exactly. it? Exactly. Yeah, that's a really good example. Yeah. So I think it's it's helpful to find... Being creative with our wellness can allow us to find things that are more enjoyable. That doesn't mean you have to love all the things that you're doing for your wellness, because some things are helpful and they're just kind of gross. <laughs> yeah. No, this is something that I've but. really struggled with over the past few years, trying to find out 
really, I guess, kind of reorient how my brain um, approaches how I take care of myself. Because um, I live in a household where my mom's a doctor and she's been doing integrative medicine and she's really focused on nutrition and I'm learning a lot about that all the time. And then my dad is really into fitness and running and he really kind of views wellness through that lens. And I'm always kind of getting bombarded with different information on what like I should mm. be doing to be well and I should be eating this and I should be exercising this many times a day and not that it's like not that they're pressuring me but they'll I mean it's just that's kind of their lifestyle and what they're prioritizing and I definitely am influenced by that and so I've really been trying to tune into my own body and see what I need and and accept new information but also take it with a grain of salt and i've noticed that being at college there were a lot of hard things that i had to deal with but one thing that was really nice was having my own space to really mm-hmm. decide what i wanted to do to take care of myself i really valued that because i felt like it was really just up to me that is really nice i think it's especially hard when it's your parents who and like Maybe even especially if you have a good relationship with your parents. I guess I can't speak to the other side of that because I do have a good relationship with my parents and we both do. But like since we value their opinions and the information that they provide us with, then we're like more inclined to trust what they say and take it for truth, which like maybe it's working for them but that doesn't necessarily mean that that's what you need to be doing too exactly yeah so i've i find that difficult also yeah i've just had a hard time i've just i really internalize things like that and then i'm like i should be doing this and i should be doing that and then i get super worried about it and my parents don't want me to be doing that like my mom's been like why are right. you worried so that's much not about their this? intention <laughs> yeah but i just um, internalize things a ton and so I'm really trying to kind of refocus myself and tune out what other people are telling me to do and really trust my own body but it's so hard to do that when there's so many different messages you're getting from society from people you whose opinions you value just from watching other people take care of themselves and especially being at college when there's kind of this um, assumption that college is a time where like your body is indestructible and like you can stay up till 1am and like eat pizza at at 3am and blah 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 and then you'll feel fine the next day and i'm like my body cannot handle that (laughs) and yeah (laughs) i feel like sometimes there's this assumption that like oh like you're so young like you have time to take care of your body later and i think there's definitely an extent of you need to just sometimes have fun and allow yourself to take a break and when you're younger you have a little more leeway for that but also that doesn't mean you shouldn't be listening to your body and i i just yeah i just internalize different pressures so much with trying to decide what i should be doing and it's just a constant battle trying to be intuitive about it yeah well and i i like that you're using the word should a lot because i feel like should is such a clear creativity smusher yeah like so obviously because whenever you're thinking about something that you should be doing that is taking out any really possibility for right, creativity it's option. Yeah. yeah right it leaves out choice yeah 
No, I totally agree with you. And, uh, yes. I don't, yeah, I don't like that word. <laughs> it's like, you should be no, doing I, this. No, I've kind of experimented with trying to not use it whenever I feel like I should do something. Thinking about, like, well, what do I want to do? What's going to serve the goal that I want to accomplish or whatever, instead of just feeling like I should do this, I should do that. Because there's a lot of stuff that is kind of unnecessary. Well, and also, that brings up the question, where is the should coming from? I mean, mm, because good point. the should is always, um, I'm trying to figure out how I, I want to word this. It, it's always coming from, it seems like it, it's coming from some sort of authority, I guess. Is maybe yeah, the word it's like I'm an external for. pressure. Right, and it, it's implying that someone or something knows what's best for you which is not true exactly. which is not true you know what's best for right. you so right i think a lot of it is just trusting yourself which yeah. can be really difficult when you're hearing all kinds of things from all different places right and we talked about this in episode 35 with your mom too about like it's useful to have a baseline of information from like, what medical professionals do know but but then there's also a tipping point where you have way too much information and it's actually getting in your way. Yeah. Well, and it's such a hard balance because it's not like you should be completely skeptical of everything medical professionals say either. It's not like you should go to the right. doctor and be like, well, <laughs> why do you say that? Like at, like, at some point you need to trust your medical professionals on what they're telling you to do. But you also should trust your body. I mean, it's just a constant balance of right. deciding what you're going to accept what you're going to do, what you're not going to do. And I think this is why creativity is so important because it leaves room for you to question, but also to accept and to try new things. And I think that's a really good lens to look through because it's not saying you should completely question everything or you should completely accept everything. Um, but it's saying you should be open to new possibilities. Mm-hmm. I agree. So do you have any ideas, Anna, for tangible ways that we can bring creativity into our wellness routines? I do have some ideas. Yes. So one obvious one, I think, is you can make, you can commit to making some kind of big change in your wellness routine. So you can say, or sometimes you can even commit to trying some new wellness practice every month or something. So you could say. I'm going to try meditation next month or I'm going to go to an acupuncture appointment, even though I've never gone to one. I mean, there's just that's that's trying new things. It's it's being receptive to new ways that you can can practice wellness. Um, but I think some of the most interesting ways to pursue this is changing things up within the routines that you're already doing. So. If you meditate regularly, try a different type of guided meditation. If you've been going to the gym regularly and you're doing the same workout all the time, use a different machine at the gym or mix things up. I think, or if you've been diffusing one essential oil at home, pick a different one to diffuse and see how you feel. I think just changing little things up like that can make a difference and just keep your body kind of filtered through and not bored with one thing i think if if 
you're using one thing too much, a to a certain point, then your body will get bored with it. They'll kind of crave something, something new. So I think that's one way to be creative is just finding ways to kind of alter what you're already doing. Um, but then another thing that I think is a really cool way to approach wellness with creativity is being creative with how you're doing your wellness practices. Um, so if you always go to yoga by yourself, like try signing up for a new class with a friend or something, um, and being receptive mm -hmm. to new ways that you can practice wellness. Um, or if you usually meditate while you're sitting down in a chair, try doing it on a floor or going in a different room and trying different spaces where you can practice wellness, um, changing up the atmosphere that you're usually practicing it in. I guess those are the big things that come to mind for me. Mm -hmm. um, what, what, what are your thoughts on that? Yeah, I like all those suggestions that you just made. I'm also thinking still about the idea of kind of considering things that you might not normally think of as wellnessy as part of your wellness routine if you notice that they do make you feel better. For example, one thing that I feel like has been making me feel more well recently is something I mentioned a few episodes ago is my tarot deck, which is like seems like a strange thing to incorporate in a wellness routine maybe i feel like there are a lot of people now who are kind of more into it so maybe it's not as out of left field but like taking that time every day to reflect on my life where i am right now and like see visual representations of things that are reflecting events in my life and think about my feelings about what's showing up it like really it really allows me to get in touch with my intuition a little bit more than I am throughout the day regularly, which I think helps me with being in touch with my body and my feelings just all all over the place in all areas of my life. And then another thing that I think has been helpful for me is, like I mentioned earlier, thinking about the way I interact with my space. And just getting rid of stuff that I don't want anymore. It makes me feel so much clearer and peaceful and at ease and like more. It just makes me feel better about life and about the world. Or adding new things to your space, too, that make you feel really good. Adding things, too. Yeah. yeah or rearranging. For me, I'm definitely in a clearing out part of my life where I have all this stuff that I feel like is like was serving me at some point, but it just feels like it's dragging me down because mm -hmm. it's reminding me of things that I don't need anymore or things in my life that are like that used to be a part of my life that are not now or like being a kid who is different from the person I am now. Yeah. Anyway, so that's been really helpful for me. Mm -hmm. No, I... But things like that that you don't normally associate with wellness. Yeah, well, and along those lines, too, not only doing specific things where you are... It's not necessarily considered a wellness practice, but you're doing it for wellness. I think another way that you can be even more um, kind of 
creative with like the mundane or the everyday things is if you approach tasks that you have to do in a new way that helps you promote wellness. So like if you have to do the laundry, try meditating on something while you're doing the laundry. So like appreciate how the clothes feel as you fold them or how they smell when you're folding them. And that's just kind of instead of just going about your daily tasks in the same way and feeling like you have to do them and kind of getting the things over with that you usually dislike. If you approach them in a different way in order to kind of take a break, um, focus on just breathing or something like that while you're doing those tasks, that's another way to just incorporate something into your life that can promote wellness in kind of a short amount of time. Um, Mm -hmm. when you still kind of have to do these tasks. I think that also goes back to this idea of intention when, when we're trying to, to be well. Yeah. I really like that a lot. I like doing that kind of meditative thing that you're talking about with the laundry. I like doing that when I'm driving too, because it's a thing that I obviously have to do quite often but I can do it focusing on how the trees look as I'm driving past them, how the fan feels when it's blowing on my skin, how the light looks when it's coming in, what I'm hearing outside the car, things like that. Yeah. It just makes it a really mindful experience. Right. And I think at the end of the day, really anything can be a wellness practice if you come at it with the right intention. Because I agree. If, you, if you really look at, go into something, focus on what you want to get out of it, I think that can promote wellness. And not that we should do that with everything. I mean, if we did that with everything, that would be exhausting. If we were like, how are we going to make ourselves better when we are brushing our teeth in the morning? I mean, which you can do that when you're brushing your teeth in the morning. But I think if we were to right. if we were to go at everything with that lens, it would be exhausting. But I think it gives and you... And kind of boring, Right, probably. right. But I think if you do it once in a while, then it's not boring. It's more exciting. And it gives you the opportunity to mix things up, which I think is what mm-hmm. this creative wellness thing is all about. It's adapting to change and being okay with change and not getting bored by your routines. Yeah, and I think, so we've been talking a lot about kind of mindfulness practices in terms of bringing wellness into everyday activities, but you can also infuse things with even more creativity, like like we were talking about in the last episode about getting dressed, like considering getting dressed and putting together your outfit as a something that nourishes you, or thinking about how you prepare your food in a really loving way where you're checking in with your body and thinking what do I really want to eat today what would feel really nurturing today and how do I want to prepare that that would be really satisfying yeah for sure or choreograph a dance routine in the morning instead of doing your regular yoga that sounds so fun I had a solo dance party yesterday in my room and blasted music exactly it was really great yeah that's totally a wellness practice. And it was creative, too, because I 
I have kind of a normal set of physical therapy exercises that I've been doing every morning. And I think it's important that I'm really consistent with those and do them every day because I have been seeing improvements. And that's kind of how physical therapy works. You have to keep doing the same thing every day. <laughs> but yesterday I had like all these pent up emotions. I was feeling angry and kind of just like weird. And I had a lot of energy. So I was like, you know, I'm not going to do my PT exercises today. I need to dance. So I danced and it was great. Exactly. Well, I also think that's just like a really good example of being in tune with your body and your emotions. Because that's yeah, why a, you chose a, a to pleased do that. pleased with that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm glad you shared that experience. And I would highly recommend dance parties wherever you are, even if you're by yourself in your room. On the subway. It's fun. On the sidewalk. Or that. Just make sure you're not elbowing store. somebody. Yes. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> or knocking into grocery store displays. <laughs> Share your dance moves with others. Exactly. Which actually, now that I think about it, that kind of brings me to the idea of viewing social interactions as wellness practices and your relationships as a way to practice wellness, which we've talked about a little bit. But, like, saying hi to someone new in or like striking up a conversation with someone while you're waiting in the grocery line or something like that can be a way to be creative and give you a sense of reward. If you connect with that person, I mean, just trying to Mm -hmm. incorporate things like that into your life, being open to taking chances. Yeah. I like that you brought that up. And that also reminds me of another thing that I've been thinking about lately, which is finding ways to, make a positive difference and get involved in your community, which I think like a lot of us right now are feeling really anxious and stressed about a lot of the stuff that is going on in the world and in our country. And obviously that's not very wellnessy to be like really anxious and freaked out about politics or human rights or all this stuff. But I think the way that we can combat that is by finding ways to take action where we are actually doing something to make a positive difference, which I think that's beneficial to ourselves because it gives us less reason to be anxious if we're feeling like we're taking action. It also contributes to the wellness of the community as a whole, Mm. which I think is so deeply connected to our individual well-being. I think, like, healing and being well on an individual level is so connected to the same thing happening at a more collective level. Yes. That makes me think of this quote that I really love. I think I've shared this earlier on the podcast, but there's this quote, and it says, um, don't ask yourself what the world needs, ask yourself what makes you come alive, and then do that, because the world what the world needs is more people who have come alive. And I think Mm, that really just testifies to this idea of how individuals fit into the community and how taking care of the community benefits individuals and taking care of your individual self benefits the community. Um, And I just am glad you brought that up because I think also a lot of the time we're considering wellness on a very individualized basis 
like we're saying, what do we need to do to make ourselves this way? But what's informing that is all kinds of community pressures and and interactions and things like that. And so I think if we look at that through a positive lens and we really try to interact with our community in a positive way, like volunteering can be a huge source of wellness. It gives people a sense of purpose, which we've also talked about. Sense of purpose is a really big thing for wellness. So I'm really glad you brought that up because sometimes mm-hmm. I think we do get too focused in the individual nature of wellness. And sometimes the answer to us needing to feel better is just to go help someone else out. Mm-hmm. And I really think that like the healthier for those of us who are interested in a holistic approach to wellness, it's holistic, not only on an individual level, but holistic on a whole community level yeah. on a global level, like the more healthy our communities can be, the more healthy all the individuals inside of it yeah. can be. Yeah. So that's something I've been thinking about recently and like really wanting to bring into my life in a bigger way in the coming months. So. For sure. Yeah. I'm glad you brought that up. So we are going to commit to some things that we can do in order to be creative with our wellness routines in the coming, I would say coming weeks or months. We are, last week we talked about one thing we could do um, wellness wise in order to promote creativity. And we're going to give a quick update on that in a second. But I think because these two topics are so central to what we're trying to focus on, these are some things that we want to be checking in on on the podcast just on a regular basis. So we're going to start doing that um, next week, kind of talking about how we're being creative with our wellness. And you can follow on, along with these journeys on our Instagram story. We'll be posting updates on there. And please, we would love to have listeners join in on this challenge with us. So please let us know how it's going on social media, through our email. We'd love to hear from you about it. So. Going off of that, would you like to give us a little update on last week's little challenge, Maria, which was sure. Which was, uh, what wellness practice are you using to be to promote creativity? Right. So I said I was going to journal a little bit every day and we're recording this episode kind of early this week. So it's only been a couple days since we recorded that one. But I have journaled. All of the days since then, two or three days, whatever that is. And I feel good about it. I feel like I've been doing it in the morning and it's really getting my mornings off to a good start and making me feel jazzed about the rest of the day and the projects that I want to tackle. And it hasn't been so much like clearing out the stuff in my brain that's getting out of the way, getting in the way. It might be at some point, probably. But it just really is like motivating me to clearly articulate what I'm feeling in the morning. I don't know. It's been a very positive journaling experience so far. Nice. That's good. Yeah. Yeah. What about you, Anna? How's your goal from episode 36? So my goal was to be more intentional about what I'm doing before bed and get to bed earlier so I could sleep more um, in order to be a little more 
have a little more room in my brain for creativity. Um, and so far, I have not been doing that. Um, uh, the it's it's currently a Tuesday. We recorded on Sunday, so it's only been a couple of days. And Sunday night, my mom got home really late from being out of town, so I like stayed up to see her. <laughs> and then last mm-hmm. night, I did not get to bed early, but. Um, I'm currently starting a, a three-day cleanse right now. I'm doing a kitchery cleanse, which is like a mono diet sort of thing. But and kitchery is it's delicious. delicious. Yes, I had it for breakfast this morning. Mm, um, yeah. But along with this cleanse, it suggested that you don't just do the diet, but you also take time to really do relaxing things, get to bed a little earlier, do things just kind of relax and allow yourself to take a break, which is what I'm really trying to do. So I think doing this cleanse is going to help me orient my brain and really commit to getting to bed earlier the next couple nights. So I will give some more updates on this on our Instagram story and during next week's recording. Sounds good. And kitchery is a Ayurvedic dish for anyone who's interested yes would recommend i'm doing it because i've got some gut problems going on so i'm excited to see what happens with it but we can add a link to a kitchery recipe in our show notes Mm -hmm. yes would recommend i like also that this kitchery thing is you're like actually eating real food nourishing your body because a lot of cleanses sound really sketchy they're like drinking juice for days and it's like that doesn't really sound like a very good idea but this is actual food and it's actually really delicious right and the reason why i'm doing it is because it's easy to digest so that's gonna be good for me yeah but it's still solid food and like warming food yeah Mm -hmm. yes yes Maria, would you like to share with us what you would like to do in order to cre- be creative with your wellness practices or what you are doing? Sure. So this is actually something I've already started. I started going to acupuncture last week, maybe it was two weeks ago. I've had some really persistent neck and back and shoulder issues and chronic pain that's been a big problem for me i've gone to physical therapists in the past and a massage therapist and sometimes those things will like kind of help but then it comes back so i decided to try acupuncture so far i think it's helping i've been a few times and i am going to commit to going regularly i'm going twice a week for a little while and then i'll probably cut down to once a week at some point and that's something I consider that a creative wellness choice because that's something I had never tried before. I was always kind of curious about it, but I hadn't tried it. So that's something new. And for anyone who is interested in trying acupuncture, I would highly recommend looking to see if there's a community acupuncture option anywhere near you, because that's what I'm doing, which makes it way more affordable. Because I... I, one of the reasons I was kind of skeptical of trying acupuncture before, not skeptical, but resistant, is because you get better results if you go many times, the effects are cumulative, and like if you have to pay a bunch every time you visit, that is, can be a barrier for a lot of people. So the nice thing about this community place is that it's a lot less expensive, and I really, it hasn't bothered me at all to be in a room with other people. So that's a really nice option. and. I think 
I think that's not specific to the town I live in. <laughs> so no, I don't think it is either. I think my mom's talked to me about um, community acupuncture, and sometimes, yeah, like at her clinic, they'll have like community acupuncture sessions. I think if people like want to come try it out, yeah, yeah. Sometimes they're like specials that places will offer once in a while. Yeah, for sure. That's really cool. Yeah. What about you, Anna? What are you doing? Um, that's a good question. I recently some things I've been doing is I've been diffusing essential oils in my room, which I haven't mm. been doing as much before, and I've just really been enjoying that because it's just like something I feel like I'm doing for myself and it's really easy to do and it smells good and it just helps me be more nice, comfortable fun. in my space. Yeah. So, I've been enjoying doing that. Um, do you have a favorite essential oil to diffuse I'm, at the moment I've, or blend? Yeah, I've been using a blend recently that's like an immunity blend, and it mostly smells of cloves, mm. which I really like. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Kind of smells like cookies. So, yeah. I'm into that. My immunity blend smells kind of gross. I should try that yeah. one. <laughs> uh, <laughs> maybe I'll, I'll try to find a link to it. We can put it in the show notes. Okay. <laughs> um, and then I think moving forward, because I was talking so much this week about intention and attitude, I think that's what I really want to focus on, is being more intentional <laughs> about um, what I am thinking about and how I'm perceiving wellness routines and how I'm taking care of myself. Um, with this cleanse I'm doing, it says not to do a ton of vigorous exercise because your body's kind of flushing out toxins and your body's working hard enough already. So they're like, do some gentle yoga or something. And usually I would be running during the week, but I'm not going to for the next couple of days. And I was like, oh, I should be running. Oh, but I'm supposed to be doing this. And I was like, why are you overthinking mm -hmm. this so much? You know what I mean? <laughs> so, um, so just trying to be more intentional about that. And again, that's not a super tangible thing, but I think... We were just talking about how it, wellness doesn't always have to be a super tangible thing that we do. So this is going to be a little more wishy-washy and hard to commit to, I think. But that'll make it more of a challenge. and It'll be more rewarding if I can do it. So I think I'm going to try mm -hmm. to train my brain to be more accepting of myself. Sounds like a worthy goal. I hope so. Maria, do you have a quote for us this week? I do. I have a quote from Amy Poehler, and it is, good for her, not for me. And I'm pretty sure this came out of her book that came out a couple of years ago. And I know this quote resonated with a lot of people at the time. It still resonates with me. And I think, I think it's related to our conversation today because it's important to Remember when you're thinking about how to approach your health and wellness that what worked for someone else might not work for you. I think if you're thinking about wellness in this way, it's also important to remember that like you might be stubborn about thinking that something is not going to work for you, but you might want to try it anyway. Mm -hmm. So... I think it's important to remember also that like something might work, be working for some somebody else and you might like initially have resistance and be like, that would never work for me. I'm a different person, but maybe, maybe you should try it. Yeah. But also just not getting too 
like we were talking about earlier, too dogmatic about what you should be doing and what other people are doing. Yeah. I like how that speaks to the trend of comparison that I think people fall into mm-hmm. so often. And I think that's another reason why wellness can be really difficult is because we compare what we're doing to other people. And I like how she puts it so simply. It's like, that works for her. Doesn't work for me. I can do my own mm-hmm. thing. Um, and again, just really like being in touch with our own bodies and minds. Yeah. Thank you so much for listening this week. Please check us out on all our online homes um, at Facebook and Instagram. We are at Never Wear Boring Socks. And on Twitter, we are at No Boring Socks. And you can email us um, at NeverWearBoringSocks at gmail.com. And show notes for this episode can be found at MariaCatherine.com slash podcast slash 037. And Catherine is spelled K-A-T-H-A-R-I-N-E. Do you love Never Wear Boring Socks? We hope you do. And are you wondering how to spread that love and get more people to share in that love with you? Because then you should leave a review on iTunes. That would be fabulous. And we absolutely adore reading them. Plus it helps the show. Oh yes. And while you're there or on your other favorite podcast app, don't forget to subscribe to us so you don't miss any episodes such as next week's episode, which will be all about tools we can use for self-knowledge and for living a life more aligned with our values. And thank you so much to all you creative souls who listen each week or have just recently joined us. We are so grateful for you. And thank you to our music crew, Martha Barnard and Ben Ramsey, also known as the Cheese Beast, who is also our audio editor. Until next time, never wear boring socks. more intuitive and more intentionable 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 hmm, new word interesting <laughs>